bought this stool special for me. I really appreciate it. I hate standing up too long. Hebrews 12.2 back there. We let us fix our eyes on Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the Father. There's one line in that, in that verse that really stands out to me, and that's the one line where it says, who for the joy set before him, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame. He didn't enjoy the cross. He, he endured it, and he scorned it. And there's something about that, the fact that it was for the joy set before him that was just, it just really struck me this week. Um, I think there's a tendency in our Christian walk, we tend to feel like God somehow tolerates us. You know what I mean? I mean you're sitting there and uh, MacArthur, Dr. MacArthur preached a great sermon on the holiness of God. And it was one that I, I needed to hear. I don't know about you, but I, it was really good for me. And, uh, but there's a tendency often we look at God and we just go, you know, I don't, I'm not sure he really likes me. <laughs> It's like he, it's almost as though God looks at us and goes, you know, it feels this way. He goes, you know, I saved you, Chris. I, I, I rescued you from hell. Now now show me why I did that. Remind me, please, because, you know, you're, you're, you're messing up down there. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it's almost as though God puts up with us. And it's a tendency to think that, you know, the, the joy he's talking about in this verse, somehow that's going to happen someday. I'll make him happy someday. And, I'm going to work real hard to try to please him, but man, I don't know if I ever can because I'm not sure he's going to be happy with me yet. And it's really defeating. It's almost like, it's almost like a bad date. This is a, an analogy some of you will appreciate. It's like you just meet this person and uh, you're kind of nervous, not quite sure if things are going to work out yet or not. And uh, 10 minutes into the date, you know it's a bad date. You know what I'm saying? It's just nothing's working. A friend of mine told me about a date he went on where... Uh, they went to get gas first, and the first thing that happens, he pulls out the, the what do you call them, the things, the, the gas thing, nozzle, thank you, and uh, puts it in there and uh, spills gas all over his hand, just to start off the day. He's just going, oh, no. Gets inside, and she's not exactly sympathetic toward it, you know what I'm saying? She's kind of like, wow. And uh, it's, it's kind of like, a, and that's, sometimes, sometimes that's the way I see God, almost like a bad date, like he's, like he's tolerating me, you know? You know when you're on one of those dates, you're like, you're out there and it's just not happening, you know? And you know she's hating it or he, whatever you are, and you know they're uncomfortable and you're not really glad that they're uncomfortable and you just want this thing to end. You know, it's like, God, take me home. And you know the feeling? You're being tolerated. And it's like, this person's just kind of putting up with you, okay, you know, we're almost done, get me home kind of thing. And, and sometimes it feels like that's what God does with us. It's like he tolerates us, he puts up with us doesn't really like us, but he saved us because he chose to love us kind of thing. And, um, and we get all caught up in, yeah, we're depraved, I, I admit, I am. But uh, he just somehow just doesn't like us anymore. And it's going to affect you. If you start thinking like that, it's going to affect you. It's going to affect you in your quiet times. No one likes to be tolerated. And you're going to be sitting there and your quiet times are going to become a chore. And your devotional life, a drudgery. If you, if, if you don't think God wants you there, you're not going to want to be there either. And oftentimes that's what, that's what happens. And we, we tend to just kind of sit there and like, oh, you're kind of grinding through our quiet times. Yeah, I've got to read my Bible. I've got to spend some time in prayer. And it's a grind because it's like I, I, can't never, I can't ever measure up, God. I can't ever please you. I can't ever make you happy. It's frustrating, isn't it? What, else, what also happens is I think our worship tends to be kind of mechanical. Um, I love... All the instruments we've got. I really enjoy that keyboard. Any of you who are close to me know how much I love playing with that thing. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a kick. And uh, it's really fun to be able to come in here and do music for you guys. But my biggest fear 
is that we're going to pump up your emotions and get you all worked up. And it won't come from your own heart. It will come from something external. And I'm so afraid that your worship isn't from your heart. When's the last time you, you sat down with your Bible and you're just reading and something just struck you and you just went, wow! And you just got excited about it. Because deep inside you knew something was going on. It was something that you experienced to an extent. And you just, you just shout it out. It's like, that's amazing. You know, you're just so overcome. You, just, you can't wait to tell someone about it. Look, at, look what it says here, you know. Excitement that comes from the heart, not something that's externally pushed in. And your worship's going to reflect that. As you sing, you're you know, kind of going through the words, hide my heart, you know, just kind of going through it. It doesn't come from your heart. I think that's also a result just because you don't realize how God feels about you. There's one parable I really love. It's in, it's in Luke. Let me just read it for you. Don't, don't look it up. Jesus is telling this parable, and he's talking to tax collectors and sinners. I, I love that. Jesus is talking to tax collectors and sinners. I can just see myself sitting there. Yeah. And he goes, Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses just one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? Now catch this. And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. There's a tendency, I think, with us that we tend to forget that God rejoices over us. He's excited about us. He's our biggest fan, in a sense. Max Licato wrote a book called The Applause of Heaven. It's one I highly recommend. Where he really makes this point strongly that God is up there cheering for you. He wants you to come through. I just like that. Rejoice with me, for I found my lost sheep. Previously, in an earlier chapter, Jesus was talking to his disciples. And it's a whole passage about telling them not to worry, relax. And then like, one of the things he says to them is this. It's in chapter 12, verse 32. And it's one of my favorite verses. He says, Do not be afraid, little flock. Do not be afraid. For your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. He's excited about you. And I hope that, that communicates to your heart. He's not tolerating us. You know, there, I, I rec- I'm not trying to deny my sin. You know, I, I, There are times I grieve the Holy Spirit. And there are times I do things that are really stupid. And I hurt people. And I do really dumb things sometimes. And I sin. And God, that's not what God's all excited about. Oh, good. Chris sinned again. Ha <laughs> ha. No. But what, the attitude I think I tend to feel from God, or sometimes it just seems like, it's like God's going, I knew you'd screw up again. I knew you were going to mess up. Yeah, there you go again. And it's just like he's just kind of waiting. Hurry up and get through this life, and then I'll fix you. But that's just not the way it is. We're a new creation. And the reason, the reason why my sin grieves God so much is, one, because he hates sin, and two, because he knows I'm capable of so much more. Because I've got his Holy Spirit within me. He knows I can do better. And it's not so much that he's angry or just going, oh, you know, I knew you'd blow it, but he's just disappointed because he wants me to do better. He knows I can do better. And that's what grieves him, I think. There's something about this has just really been touching my heart this last week, just how God loves me so much and cares about me, and his mercy is so good. I just wanted to share that with you. How's your heart doing? How have your times been with God lately? How's your relationship with him? Is it a chore? Is it a drudgery? Is it just a ritual you go through each morning? Is there life to it? It's a relationship you're in. It's not a, it's not a game. It's not a, a set of rules you follow. Put in this much flour, you get a cookie. It's a relationship you're in with God. He's a real God and He's really right there. And He's just so ready to welcome you. And so very much wants His children to be joyful and to rejoice with Him. So how have your times been? How are you guys doing?
Um, this is our third or fourth week in school. Starting to get distracted, starting to get bogged down by what's going on in your classes. I've got 100 pages due by Friday. I'm kind of worried. But how, you know, I, 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 can, I, know what you, I know what you're going through. And how are you doing, though? How's your, how's your relationship with God? I hope this morning I'm, I'm stirring in you a, a reminder, stirring something within you to, to, to bring you back to mind that God is right there. And, and I want to help you remember that there's a passion within you if you know and love God and if you are saved by Him. There's a passion within you. There's a desire within you. I'm hoping you'll be listening to that desire within you to want to talk with God and spend time with Him. And the whole purpose of today has just been to fix our eyes on Jesus this morning so you could remember what it is to have a relationship with Him. Um, why don't we just go and take a moment and pray? Go ahead and bow your heads. And uh, I, as Billy did earlier, I just I really want to also just I want you to spend some time talking with him. And uh, how's the joy in your heart? How, are you rejoicing? Are you, are you glad to be alive? Are you glad to be one of his children? Are you glad to be part of his kingdom? Is that passion within you? Is your worship full? Is it coming from the heart, or did you just kind of sing automatically today in response to the music or in response to a ritual? How's your heart doing? Is, is it really there? Are you really walking with God? I hope so. Because he, he does too. Be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. God is so excited about you. Let's close in prayer. God, thanks for this morning and for the fact that you love us and care about us very much and that you are excited to have us as your children. And yeah, we fail you and we blow it. And we disappoint and we grieve you sometimes. But God, you're so willing to forgive. All we need to do is confess and come back. God, thanks, thank you so much for the relationship we can have with you because of your son, Jesus Christ. I pray that the student body would be growing closer and closer to you daily, that they'd be careful to examine their lives and careful to examine their hearts and to see where they're at with you, if there's really a relationship going on. God, it's good to be alive and in your kingdom. It's good to be reborn to be given my life back again. You're so good to us. Praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed.